Oh, hey, whoa, holy moly, free holies. You just, you heard me talking about Tony Lavelli playing the accordion for cash. To elaborate further, a lovely young man, co-host of the No Dunks podcast, uh, one of the uh, NBA content gods. If I had like a Olympus, I just got done playing Hades. If so, if I had like a list of NBA content gods, he's right there in the mix. Trey Kirby, everybody, please clap your hands. Ayo, thank you so much for having me, Jamel. What an intro. I'm happy to be on the Olympus of NBA content creators. I got to keep my beard now at this point if I'm going to go That's full what I'm Zeus saying. mode. I, it's also the beard. Uh-huh. You, could clearly, you could easily have two big gold bracelets and a thunderbolt in your shit at any point, bro. Yeah, I would love to be tossing down some lightning onto the plebs down below. And I guess that's what it is when we're dropping the classic podcast. But man, I don't know if I've had a nicer compliment than you calling me a young man. Around here at the house, I got a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. They just call me old all the time. But now I'm feeling young, feeling youthful, ready to talk about some stuff that happened 70 plus years ago, Jamel. You do have an acoustic guitar on your wall. That's a good point. That's not like anything to note age, but it is an acoustic guitar. Um, It is an acoustic guitar. Who knows if uh, if the vibes are right, we could get a little campfire sing along going on. You know, I'm I'm. They call me Big Esteban (laughs) in certain communities. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Have you ever played accordion? I think I've maybe held an accordion. Uh, I don't know that I've ever done anything besides. I mean, at best, I've maybe gotten like a like a sneeze out of it. I don't. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't know where to start. The left hand, the right hand. You got the keyboards going, but on the other hand, it's like there's just a bunch of buttons and dots. Those could do anything. Yeah, I think I'm about the same. Growing up watching Family Matters, I definitely remember wanting to see what was good with an accordion, and then I think I saw one in person, and maybe it like it didn't work. Maybe this was at like a hard rock cafe. Maybe it was in real life. I'm not sure, but I might have touched one. Yeah. You got to have like a very unique friend to just chance across an accordion, right? Like nobody's hanging an accordion on the wall like they're hanging an acoustic guitar. So, yeah, it's a, it's a rare thing. Uh, you know, like maybe you move into a new house. Somebody will leave behind a piano uh, because a piano is impossible to move. I feel like maybe mm-hmm. somebody would leave behind an accordion as well just because... You're like, am I really going to use this? Am I going to use this in my next house? Maybe the people who are moving in here want this accordion. That's your best chance of finding one in 2021. And it does take excellent hand skills. Everyone who plays accordion can probably do the spider dribble drill. Oh, yeah. that's They really set their mind to it. Yeah, a little front, back, a little front, back, front, back, front, back. That's a great point. One of my strange NBA theories uh, is that every NBA guard would be a good dancer because you have to be very coordinated, obviously, to play basketball. And you also have to have very quick feet, especially if you're playing on the perimeter. We've seen clips of like Kyrie Irving dancing. He's a great dancer. I just think every NBA guard specifically would be a good dancer because we've seen some big guys that absolutely cannot move. But maybe there is a little bit of like a correlation here where with the accordion, where you got to be so good doing different things with each of your fingers. It's got to improve your hand-eye coordination. So I'm not totally surprised that if you're good at accordion, you can shoot a hook shot. Yeah. I mean, Westbrook can dance. Bradley Beal's always doing TikTok dances. Um, 
I think Shaq also came out with an accordion album. I think it went platinum. <laughs> People don't talk about it. People don't talk about it. That's that. right. Um, my big takeaway from this story was that basketball in the 50s was pretty whack. I mean, accordion contracts, that's just, you know, it's it's completely out of line. Uh, that being said, if you had that kind of deal, what would you be doing? What would be in your contract that like the Celtics in the 50s would have to give you? If you were if you're Tony Lavelli, what's your skill? What's your thing you're doing for an extra 150 in front of the crowd? All right, mine's going to be stand up. I got to give me. Mine's you know? going to be tough here. Um because for my special talent that I could do at a halftime show, we're going to have to have access to a swimming pool at halftime, which is going to be oh, tough okay. in okay. a basketball arena, but if the Olympics yeah. ever But you could do it in an above? You could do above ground? I could you, do an above ground. Yeah, above? sure. As long as as long as okay. the depth is fine, as long as we're talking like 5 feet, 5 plus feet will be good, All but right. I think that if the Olympics ever allowed cannonballing, I would be able to at least compete for the Team USA national team. So that would no doubt be my um, my halftime skill. You know, they they clear out they clear out the basketball stuff. They wheel in the above ground pool. I go up on a platform and I just do a massive cannonball. The team is gonna hate it. They're gonna say, "No way, you can do this. Way too dangerous. There's not enough water in there." But I say, "I gotta love the cannonball clause in my contract. Let me and the jump." People- and the people would love it. Yeah, the people would love it. Uh, then we'd have to get the like uh, the floor crew out to immediately come and mop everything up. It's going to delay things for a long time, but it'll be worth it uh, to you know to get me on your 1950s basketball team because, like you're saying, Jamal, I think you say if you're six foot four in the 40s, you're like halfway to the NBA at this point, and I think yeah, that's a hundred percent factual. I'm six five, so I feel like I would at least have a chance. I would at least get a tryout. I mean, this guy was a legendary scorer, a great basketball player, one of the tallest guys around in the 1950s. And even he was like, I would much rather be playing the squeeze box. I would much rather be accordioning. Yeah. I'm thinking long term, man. I'm thinking long term. The accordion's going to be around for a while. I'm devoting myself to the accordion here rather than basketball. Not a lot of dudes who could play in the 50s and play now. And vice versa. And some of that is for, you know, racially motivated reasons, but it's a different game. It's a different game. Yeah, Bob Cousy could make anybody's right. But I think Pat Bev is basically, he should be, should be in the 50s. <laughs> Send him back? Send him back to the 50s? Send him back to the 50s. Dude. Oh, he would dominate. He would dominate. But uh, as as you've noticed, uh, I don't think, Patrick Beverly, he's probably just below six foot four, So he's going to have to bring something really special uh to the halftime mm-hmm. show um pushing people i don't know that seems to be one of patrick pushing beverly's people. greatest hidden talents doesn't keep it under the hat very I, often but uh he knows how mm-hmm. to get some people riled up um but i mean it's also funny to think like patrick beverly he's probably going to finish his nba career averaging fewer than 10 points per game throw him in the 1950s mm-hmm. and this guy's holding up the wilt chamberlain 100 every single night another oh hundred for God. me pat he's beverly a rack to the rack on anybody. Uh, he's also really good at selling uh, white T-shirts. <laughs> he's the guy to see for white tees in the bubble. Uh, you know what I just remembered? I, 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 I got close to Tony Lavelli a moment. Uh, I played football in high school, and I was in marching band for one season. I played football all four years, and I was in concert band all four years. But I tried to do marching band 
one year just so I could potentially be on the field in my uniform and be doing, you know, music. But coach didn't allow it. I did get to say what's up to everybody when they did, like, <laughs> when we came out, you know? I would be like, yo, it's your yeah, boy. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought of, too. I was uh, in marching band through my sophomore year of high school. So for us, it would be we would play the JV football game. I wasn't good enough to get called up to varsity as a sophomore. Too skinny. Um, but, you know, I, I was wicked on the snare drum. So at halftime of the varsity game, I would go out there wearing just my leg pads and my super sweaty undershirt. Tap, 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 tap a few times. Walk off the Yo, field. But I mean, fire. this guy was doing it for a professional sporting team. I don't know. Pretty crazy stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it definitely gives off a, a high school marching band vibe. If you've got a guy sweaty out there, just accordion and like crazy. And I mean, I was telling my wife about this story because I hadn't heard this about a, a, a basketball player who was good enough at the accordion that he could leave to have an accordion career. I was telling her, you know, he goes out during halftime and he plays during the games. And her first question was, wait, so he's not getting instructions from the coach at halftime. We're not worried about you, dog. You shoot hook shots. Uh, we're going to just keep giving you hook shots. Everybody. Exactly else right. There was, or do like they? two guys in the history of basketball at that point who had a hook shot. So every time at halftime, the coach was just like, well, we're going hook shot again here. We're going to go hook shot. They haven't seen it. So bust it out. Now, apparently it got boring eventually, you know? Nobody wants to just shoot hook shots. How many times did the coach try to give instruction? Like, all right, team. Tony wants to fucking play accordion. Here's what we're doing. And then he's like, he's giving the halftime speech amidst the accordion show that must have happened at least four times oh, no season. doubt or like if uh tony had a really really tough first half and he's out there playing the accordion the coach is just <laughs> trashing him in the locker room tony none the yeah. wiser just tickling the keys meanwhile coach is like we got this motherfucker out there playing accordion wants to take every single hook shot are you guys gonna let him do that that's how you get the rest of the team fired up uh turning them For against sure. tony and his accordion Maybe that's why he eventually had to leave. And then also, this is at a point in entertainment history where throwing cabbage at fools is yeah, encouraged. Produce flying out of the stands could be dangerous. I'm not. I'm not doing nothing in New York. You're not the Celtics. I'm visiting New York. It's 1959. And and if don't let us win. Don't let me have a good first half. They're throwing more cabbage. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, cabbage, you got to watch out for tomatoes. But man, it must have just been like the most demoralizing thing to, to see Joe Lavelli out here shooting hook shots, scoring a bunch of points. Then he just rips off an accordion solo at halftime, comes back out, does it again in the second half. And you're like, damn, man, we just lost to the halftime show. That's crazy. <laughs> uh. Tony Lavelli. Joe Lavelli is my uh, accident. Oh, okay. Injury okay. Attorney. Tony. Tony and Joe. My yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Lavelli for accidents. <laughs> Call it. No, I can't. I, I don't know copyright laws on jingles. Um, accident insurance. <laughs> yeah, they'll be after jingles. You, no doubt. Is, does, is every NBA team sponsored by an injury attorney or is this just LA? Are you aware of Sweet James? Sweet James? I don't know a Sweet James. 
I think uh, here in Atlanta, we've got a get hit, call Neil Flit. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's fire. Yeah, that's not bad. Get hit. Uh, So Jacob M. M. Ronnie, he is the official injury attorney of the Lakers. Okay. Sweet James, the originator, the god, he is the injury attorney for the Clippers. So when you go to a Clippers game, every now and again, the bottom of the stanchion says sweetjames.com. I don't think that people would know or assume that that's going to be a personal injury lawyer if you're seeing sweetjames.com. But are, so yeah, you're telling seems me different. he's the legend in this working, I, endorsing okay, the Clippers. Look, let me not act like, yeah, let me not act like I'm from LA in any way. <laughs> All I know is when I came to town, I started seeing them damn Sweet James billboards. And I was like, what is happening? Who is this? His, they just get to, he just gets to be Sweet James and be an attorney. Those don't, Next those thing things you know, don't Jacob seem to add Ronnie. up to me. Like, I mean, I don't know. The guy's probably very successful. He's able to advertise at Clippers games. But Sweet, I don't want my attorney to be known as sweet anything i don't think i just want him to be like business exactly. business james.com settlements james.com you know <laughs> give me something very straightforward here sweet james sounds like he's gonna take oh, it too easy in court oh my god business james.com <laughs> um once i'm done with the show i'm looking it up i'll hit you up and see All what right. i find if it's on go daddy we'll we'll that's talk that's good that's good when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Some other things I really like from this is that it felt like despite the fact that this took place, you know, 70 years ago, there are things that happened with Tony Lavelli that still happen in today's NBA. Like, is Tony Lavelli the first guy to force his way to the Knicks because he wants to be involved with the off-court opportunities as well? You know, like Amari Stoudemire went to the Knicks and he was up in his business game. Tyson Chandler got super into rare art. Carmelo Anthony has done all the rich guy shit from hats to cigars, whatever it was. There were Ninja Turtle tees. <laughs> exactly right. But He's made moves. Yeah. And see, Tony Lavelli, he had the foresight to be like, I got to get to New York and build my brand. He built his brand up so much that he didn't even have to be a basketball player. That's another thing. NBA players apparently have wanted to be musicians since way back when. Amazing point. The original brand builder. The original Lincoln builder himself. Tony Lavelli. Tony Lincoln build Lavelli. You know he had a bunch of business cards on him. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. The guy's doing the most out here. He's like, hey, you want a basketball player? I'll be your basketball player. You want an accordion? I'll show up with an accordion. What else do you need me to do? He's a handyman. He can do it all, no matter what the entertaining is. I wish I was around to go to a show and just see him perform <laughs> in a jersey after he's retired. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like 64. Like, yo, Tony Lavelli is playing at the Nova? The Norva? The Tony Lavelli? 
Yo, yeah, let's go. The <laughs> next time in the valley? Yeah, sure, I'll be there. Um, I don't know though, Jamel. You mentioned uh, there's like a sick run <laughs> that Tony did on one of these on one of these accordion recordings, and it's just like sounds like it's good. Also, sounds completely ridiculous. I mean, to get good at the yeah. accordion, I'm sure you've got to devote just as much time as anybody who is proficient as an instrument. But at the end of it all, you're just really good at the accordion. Yeah, you know what happens to the accordion? I think it probably fell off whenever acid came out. Because <laughs> it's just not a it's just not an agreeable sound. Yeah. You hear totally. that and you're like, ah, I'm I'm afraid. You can't bring the accordion to the woodstock, you know? Yeah, exactly. Nobody shows up at a party with an accordion, except for Steve Urkel. Um, like you're saying. For sure. He would. And that's so, 20 years later. Yeah, exactly. Acid was the first uh the first strike against the accordions. <laughs> Uh, and number yeah, he, two was when Family Matters came out. They're like, okay, I mean, the accordion's <laughs> on its last legs at this point. Steve, he just took it. Even Stefan Urkel couldn't bring back the accordion. You know, they should have wrote that in. I don't think they knew. They didn't know. I wish I was around to tell them so they could do, like, there's an episode where he's playing ball and then stops to play accordion. Wow, he, he, go, he goes back at halftime, changes back into Steve Urkel, then comes out, plays the accordion, changes back at halftime, yeah. and shows up as Stefan Urkel. Yeah, drops 15. That's not bad. 15 in the third. That's not bad. Yo, I mean, look, on. they remake every show nowadays. I saw there's a new Mighty Ducks game changers out there. Not far-fetched to think they could reboot Family Matters and include the Lavelli episode. I would be here for it. I'm looking for a Lavelli story arc, like a full season. Like, there's 15 episodes devoted to him playing accordion at halftime. Playing accordion at halftime has uh, the inner turmoil between being a basketball player and being a musician. The build to his final choice to actually leave. uh, Not his first love. Basketball, not his first love. The accordion, his first love. Going back to his first love. Yeah, there's some serious drama here. My favorite halftime show is uh, Christian and Scooby. Uh, Christian and Scooby Christian does like incredible balancing acts, you know, like he'll balance on one hand on some kind of platform. That's like six inches wide. And then Scooby is a little chihuahua who also does incredible balancing acts, whether it be like walking onto basketballs and this sort of thing, you know, you bring a dog into it and people are going to go crazy for it, especially a little dog. He like has him come out of a, like a like a CD changer, like a five disc CD changer. It just pops it open and out comes Scooby. Uh, I love Christian and Scooby. Red Panda, obviously a legend, tossing and catching the bowls uh, on top of the yeah, very yeah. tall unicycle. And I haven't seen him for a while, but quick change to me. The guys who are just like, look how fast we can change our outfits. That's a very funny halftime show. <laughs> look how fast I get dressed. That's it. I mean, dude. He inspired TikTok. You're kind of right. I mean, how many of those could actually fit in 15 seconds? Enough, enough. I mean, that's another avenue for, if you really want to become a halftime performer, start your career on TikTok because you got something to fall back on as well. Um, Hello, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. I take my underwear off fast <laughs> as hell. <laughs> yeah. How did the first pitch go? Check me out. All right. You see what I'm wearing now? Watch this. Watch how fast I can put on different clothes. And I mean... They're very fast. Uh, also love Christian and Scooby. I went to Clips Mavs, like game, what was it like game five maybe, and I was like, I was like ten feet from Ooh. Christian and Scooby. 
I saw Scooby Dunk. Saw Scooby Dunk? Scooby dunked a little foam ball. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. Next level. I follow. <laughs> I mean, here's yeah. some true sicko shit. I follow Christian on Instagram, and I've seen yes. Scooby practicing, practicing the dunk. I was like, whoa, man, this is going to change the game forever? <laughs> Scooby can throw down sick. now? And apparently it did. Yeah. Yeah. Scooby fucking yammed that shit. It was crazy. Scooby's looking good, man. He's been putting in the work. My favorite halftime show? My favorite halftime show? Montel Jordan. Whenever Montel Jordan comes around, just give me this is how we do it and get out the way. That's perfect. I uh, I know that I know they had him at a Hawks game in the past three or four years. I think he's um I think he's like the pastor at a mega church somewhere around Atlanta at this point. So I know yeah. they'll bring him back uh, from time to time. They can only have him on a Friday night, though. Yeah, he's also I think he was in a movie, a church movie with Beyonce and Cuba Gooden Jr. Okay. He might be in the Fighting Temptations. I might be wrong. Does he still got it? Don't fact Does check Does he still me. got the voice, the those smooth pipes? Oh, yeah. You know, he's doing his thing, man. That's how he does it. Yeah. All, all the gangbangers forgot about the drive-by. Still. <laughs> it's been haven't seen the drive-by at an NBA. That song came yeah, out and everybody seen, forgot. Haven't seen a drive-by at an NBA game <laughs> yet. So. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good streak. It's a good streak. You want to keep on, that man. streak up. Trey, thanks for coming through, man. Uh, I love it, Jamel. This was fun to talk about. Like, I don't know. I've been covering the NBA, if you will, for a decade and a half at this point. I've read a lot of NBA stories. This is one I had no idea of. And it made me wonder, could Damian Lillard do this? He's the NBA player, I think, who is most likely to be able to be a great basketball player. And also yeah. do the halftime show. Obviously, Lillard, uh, as a rapper, is Dame Dalla. There was that All-Star yeah. Weekend not too long ago where Lillard did, like, every event. He did, like, the dunk contest, three-point contest, skills challenge. He was, like, he was, I don't know if there's anything else, but I think he did those three. Um, so he's got the stamina for it. At oh, least dude, at, like, All-Star Weekend. Did he? He did? He performed at All-Star Weekend. There you go. There you go. Could he do it? He did it? a set, had Lil Wayne come out. There we go. Um, and it makes me wonder, would a coach... There's no way a coach would let this happen in a real no. game that actually matters. But if there's a guy you're going to trust, I feel like it would be Lillard because, I mean, at halftime, you know Damian Lillard knows the adjustments for the second half. The guy's an all-NBA player. He's one of the best out there. He's going to do his thing just like Tony with the hook shots. They're like, all right, Dame, go back out there and shoot 35 footers. You can do it. And he's holding it down for the crowd at halftime. I think he can pull it off. I think only if they've clinched home court. Okay. Okay. I think if you, I think if you've clinched home court and it's like, you know, it's late March, you could say, hey, coach, come on. Let me just. Or you know, it's like it. one of those rest days. Exactly. It's one of those. Re it's one of those rest days. We got to clinch. Let me just do three songs. My thing with Dame, I want him to do some stuff like that because I would love to see his live show improve. He's a very good rapper, but as a stage performer, I know. Uh, trust me, I'm in the art. <laughs> but just you just need to be on stage more to you know what I'm saying. He like, needs the reps. Know how to like move around. You need reps to like work the crowd and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's. He's probably done, I don't know, how many live shows you think Dame's done? I've only seen yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, 
10 at the There's max. There's no time. Exactly. He's pretty he, busy he, otherwise. He can't go on to yeah, it. Yeah, but I Yeah, exactly. He's like, I think that's the exact the exact right time to do it, Jamel. Uh like once the Blazers have sewn up whatever spot they're going to be in the playoffs, you know, NBA players often and teams get dinged for resting guys late in the season. This would be the exact opposite. Lillard's getting a chance to rest, but you're also giving the fans a little added value. Like you're going to see Damian Lillard perform at halftime and play in the game. That would be huge uh, for the Blazers. And if they've already got their spot sealed up, like he's not going to get hurt performing at halftime. This is all good. Yeah, you can't just no no pyrotechnics. <laughs> yeah. Um, no complicated dance moves. Where, yeah, wear non-slip shoes, like uh, you know, some kitchenware yep. joints, just the black Skechers. Very straightforward, no rolled ankles, and you know, just go out, do your performance, bring the house down, and then get ready for the playoffs, bud. I think it's gonna happen it next might. year, wherever he's playing. Ooh, spicy. Mm that seems like a podcast to me trey if the people aren't listening to no dunks by now you know i i i'm not gonna say i feel sorry for you you're i'm sure you're doing fine in your life but here's a chance to improve here's a chance to step forward is there any other plugs you'd like to give the folks uh no just no dunks you can listen to us anywhere that podcasts come out we're on youtube you can follow me anywhere on the internet trey kirby my name t-r-e-y-k-e-r-b-y often misspelled but not this time so yeah give no dunks a shout and if you ever see an accordion somewhere in the wild pick it up and try and make a cool sound with it because in today's day and age that's not happening very much yeah and uh thank you tony lavelli for saving the celtics i hate the celtics but if I didn't have something to hate, what would I be doing? That's exactly right. Um, and as a oftentimes Celtic hater as well from the Kevin Garnett screaming in Ben Gordon's face era, I'm with Oof. you. We needed Ooh. the Celtics around to have a villain. And if it's because a guy was playing accordion at halftime, even better. Yeah. Paul Pierce doesn't <laughs> poop his pants in the finals <laughs> without Tony Lavelle. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. That is NBA history right there. If it weren't for Tony Lavelli, Paul Pierce would have never pooped his pants during the finals. There's no way to argue it. Thanks for listening to NBA Storytime. I'm your host, co-writer, and stretch three on the floor, Jamel Johnson. Harry Swartout is our producer, co-writer, and a man heavily invested in Rex Specs. Daniel Hardigan is our script editor and the guy who mops up after people who fall down under the basket. Haley O'Shaughnessy is our consulting producer and leading the league in bench points. Devin Shepard is our production coordinator and the only one who makes sure we all get on the team bus on time. John Yales and Peter Moses are our executive producers, and they also insisted on calling their own fouls. Real good to you guys. Got an idea for a story you want us to tell? Leave it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll put it in front of our Podcast Homeowners Association to see if we're allowed to make it sometime in the future. And I'm not repainting my fence. NBA Storytime is a Blue Wire podcast. Catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>